Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. that alarm. Oh, sorry about that. We're grateful, Father. Others have invited us to go up to the mountain of the Lord, to your mountain. Thank you for those who stepped out of comfort, out of the zone of their lives to invite us, to teach us, to tell us about you. Thank you for all the teachers, all the evangelists that have formed our understanding of the laws of the kingdom, that have given us your wisdom, Father, so that we can give now that to others. We love the faith of the centurion, this fresh and bold faith for intercession. Give us that faith, Father. Give us a humble approach that understands the power and authority we have in you. In this Advent season where we prepare our hearts to receive you, let us speak the words of the centurion of our unworthiness to receive you, but our great desire to receive you, our great belief in your power. You are the Lord. Come to us, Lord. Stay with us, Lord. We are weak. We need you. Teach us to walk in the signs, miracles, and wonders of your kingdom. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah chapter 4 tells us the branch of the Lord will be luster and glory, and the fruit of the earth will be honor and splendor for the survivors of Israel. Wow, friends, the branch of the Lord will be luster and glory. Fruit is honor and splendor, but it's for the survivors We are in a battle and it's been won by Jesus, but it still rages on and the world pretends that the victory of our Lord is not real. But the Lord reminds us today that this luster and glory, honor and splendor for those that choose to remain in Zion, in the mountain of the Lord, who ask the Lord for help to make our way his way, those that remain, the remnant, the remnant in the mountain that are wishing for God's holiness. The Lord consecrates us, makes us holy. Zion is not a lush and beautiful mountain. It's a barren and harsh place. And the Lord calls us his mountain, knowing that calling us Zion, calling us the remnant of Israel, he is choosing to relate to us and remain in us even if we are not a desirous place of lush vegetation and wonderful fruitfulness, even in its barrenness, the Lord remains with us. And that is what gives us hope. He is going to come in a manger that is of the same quality of that Zion mountain. 
a place that is desolate and it's not a palatial crib, it's not comfortable, it's not even in a fully clean place because it's a place for animals. But he comes into that place to let us know that he can come into our hearts no matter what has happened, no matter what we have done, no matter where we have been. The Lord says that our hearts, which will be like barren mountains of Zion or desolate, lonely places or cribs in a manger, he lets us know in the imagery, he chooses that we are welcome as we are, that he's going to come into this place to bring love. And then he asks us to bring that love to others, to others in the world who are also in desolate and barren places, in those places that seem unfruitful, where there is nothing that seems to be able to be planted but he comes to us in our barrenness so that we can come to that in others. He who remains in Zion and he who is left in Jerusalem will be called holy, says Isaiah's word. Then the word, the world, I'm sorry, the Lord will create a smoking cloud by day and a light of flaming fire by night. The Lord's glory will be shelter and protection, refuge and cover from storm and rain. Yes, friends, the Lord is our protection and shelter in life. He covers us. His glory surrounds us. He goes before us like he did in the desert for the tribes following Moses. And he does it in a way that we can see it by day. What is the cloud that you follow during the day to hear the Lord? Is it music that you turn on to, to have around you with the, with the word of God? being spoken into the air? And what is it at night when it's dark? And Jesus um, is the light of the world. And for the Israelites, God let them follow him in a, in a fire. So what is that fire, that light in times of darkness? The word of God, the word of a friend, a beautiful, inspirational uh, cross or image that you have that reminds you of the promises that God has for us. The Lord wants to hide us, to warm us. He's our glory. So, friend, close your eyes if you are in a place where you can do that right now, if you're not driving or something like that, and, and just see and feel the glory of God surrounding you, protecting you. It is promised in the Word of God today with Isaiah, and the Word of God is true. The psalm that is our response to this first reading is 122. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. And this is part of this first week of Advent where we rejoice because we are on our way. We're on our way to see the Lord. He's coming to see us. He's himself been walking up to Jerusalem. He dies there. He comes to see them. After he dies, he uh, continues to be with us in his Holy Spirit and in his word and sacrament. And we are part of those tribes of the Lord. And so we go up singing the Psalms, giving thanks to the name of the Lord and praying for the peace of Jerusalem, says the Psalm, so that prosperity that may be in our buildings. And the Lord invites us to sing through the centuries using the Psalms and aligning our heart to the heart of the Lord. I wanted to meditate on this reading that the church gives us of Matthew 8, because we have the nameless centurion who approaches the Lord with this incredible faith. He's not a Jewish man. He's an oppressor of the Jewish 
people, someone to be feared and probably avoided. Do you have a person like that in your life? Is there somebody that you want to avoid and you fear because you know that there is kind of an image? The Lord may be working in that person in ways that you have not stopped to see or to think. And Jesus today is surprised by the faith of this man. When he sees Jesus, he speaks powerfully of the authority of the Lord, of the power of the Lord. He is not one who has the knowledge and background about the Torah that the Jewish people would have. And the Jewish people have been waiting for the Messiah, but they can't see him. Many of them cannot see him, and it's right there in front of them that he's alive. But the Messiah, not revealed to many, is revealed to the centurion, to the nameless centurion, because he sees the mountain of the Lord. He sees Jesus and he comes to ask, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. Jesus is not deterred by who we are in our mighty appearance. And in the same way, we have to stop and wonder, how is the Lord working in the lives of those around us that we might fear or we might avoid? Jesus hears a petition he hears the intercession of this man for someone who works for him. And Jesus becomes immediately touched and wants to help. He's ready to go. But the centurion says, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. What a bold statement. We repeat that statement in mass every single time. The words of the centurion at the moment when the host is shown the bread of life is shown to the community with the words of John the Baptist. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And our response to that act of faith is the centurion's word, the centurion's statement. What a beautiful thing we have in Mass, friends, where we've got the words of a prophet spoken in Jordan, repeated and resonated, and in reply, the words of this man who had that faith and forever is remembered every single time we gather. Jesus looks at him and Matthew, who had been a tax collector for the Romans, records this story. Maybe he knew the name of the centurion. Maybe he didn't. He doesn't record it for us. But the words resound for eternity. We thank Matthew for writing them. And John the Baptist gives us that he's the Lamb of God and, and with that same faith of his cousin that we will hear his words during the Advent season, we have this interplay with the words of the centurion. What humility from this mighty soldier of a conquering force. He's not worthy, he says, for the Lord to come into his house. And Jesus is amazed we often see people are amazed at Jesus' actions, but today this foreign conqueror is going to amaze the Lord with his humility and his understanding of power and authority. So who is that person in your midst that is going to amaze you and surprise you because they're going to do something unexpected? We don't think of them maybe as Christian, but they might have an insight that is going to turn around something else we think about. We are invited to be amazed by the centurion with Jesus. And we are invited as well to amaze the Lord. In what way can we amaze the Lord? By how we love, by how we forgive, 
by how we stand in the world in the midst of difficulties, by how we intercede for one another. When Jesus heard this and he was amazed, he said, Many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom. Many will come, friends, to the mountain of Zion. You are me, and me sometimes are not in Zion. And if we step out, we just have to come back in, repenting in the ways that this Advent season invites us to do. And we must extend the invitation so that the words of the Lord will resound in the East and the West in our lives. And have others like this centurion come to the house of the Lord and join the tribes that are going up to Jerusalem. So friends, we go up to the throne asking our Almighty Father. Oops, an alarm. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.